0: She's crazy. I said she's a family friend. She said, why don't you get a job? Just a gouger. I said, I'd like to work. <laughs> Couldn't understand it. It was a call of God upon my life. It was a call of God upon my life. And I responded to that call. I couldn't understand it, but I knew it was God. I knew that God had called me to preach, I'd surrendered to preach. And then God put His hand upon my life. And I never have understood the why, the how, the where's, the what. But I've also not questioned it. I've also not asked God why. I've never questioned why. I've never questioned how. It's God's decision to make. And He called me in the ministry. And then He put me in the ministry. And He's kept me in the ministry. And I couldn't understand it but by the Spirit of God. Because it was the Spirit of God that discerned it in me. And can I say far greater than that? God opened this blessed book up to me in our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that I could understand this book. For in verse 12 after our text in 1 Corinthians 2 and 12, now we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now, I'm not sure where to begin that list. I certainly don't know where to end that list. Because he says the unsearchable riches of Christ. The things freely given to us of God. How are they freely given? Through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatest gift of all salvation through His Son. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's a work of God in the heart, it's a work of God upon the heart of a sinner. God would not even offer that free gift of salvation through His Son. That unspeakable gift, which is Christ, that through His name, the most vile of vile sinners can come to Him. And He said, If you'll come to me, I'll in no wise cast you out. The miracle of Jesus Christ is that He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I've said many times, it's not become cliche with me, salvation is not exclusionary, salvation is inclusionary. He didn't come to exclude, he came to include. Amen. He came to save sinners. And can I say that? If your name's not on that list, then he didn't come to save you. But if your name's on the list of sinners, Amen. then he came to save you. Can I just give you a little preaching secret? It's something us preachers keep secret to ourselves. We don't talk about it in public much, but we're all on the list. Amen and amen. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He's come to seek and to save what? Sinners. What does he call sinners? Who's he looking for? Sinners. What does he want? Sinners. How bad? Well, what's the difference between a good sinner and a bad sinner? Amen. I probably shouldn't tell this, but I had a pastor friend of mine. He said, what's the difference between a good sinner and a bad sinner? He said, about four stiff drinks. (laughs) Amen. What he means is a good sinner, you know, they start drinking, you'll find out what they are. Amen and amen. He can't say the vilest sinner can't say the worst of the worst. The Apostle Paul said he was the chief of sinners and he came to save him. So what does he do? Searches your heart. That candle the Lord is searching inward parts of the belly. But then he said, I, the Lord, search the heart and try the reins. Give a man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. God searches your heart. You know one of the ways God searches your heart? Can can I just give you a little... Not because I'm a preacher. Please don't think that. But because God said it. It pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save them that will believe. You know when you hear preaching? Now this is a little secret. Don't tell too many people. Church. I'm just being honest with you. Now the, the boys are up on the roof this week. And uh, I don't know if our neighbor heard or not, I don't know if she was home, but Oliver Green came on the radio, so I took our radio, threw it up to him. And they put it up on the chimney. The way our house is set up, if you hear a gunshot, it just echoes, you don't know where it came from, because you got a brick house here, a brick garage there, a brick shed there, a brick house here, and all you hear is Oliver Green bouncing around the neighborhood. <laughs> That's kind of unusual in our neighborhood, you don't hear that. You usually I hear rock music and rap music and hear a lot of it. You don't hear preaching. But you don't hear preaching at the house of God Amen. from a preacher. Now listen, I didn't ask God to do this job. God called me and put me in the ministry. And you know what the foolishness of preaching is to me? That a mere man just like you, I am no different than anybody else in this room. I'm a human being. I'm not a cyborg. I'm not intellectually astute, I'm not a genius, I failed my Mensa exam test, almost failed high school, just being honest with you. There's nothing special, there's nothing unique, there's nothing different outside of what you see right here, but that that man would stand, sweat dripping off him, choking over his words, throat about half shot, about half nauseous from the heat, that he would stand and open feeble lips that stammer and spit and stutter. And when he opened his lips and gives the word of God, it pleases God. And I can't understand that. But it pleases God through the foolishness of preaching. You know, it took for me to get saved. I had to get myself back under preaching. When I did, God saved me. Amen. God changed me. What a difference. Then what did God do? All of a sudden, he opened this book to me. You see, this used to just be black words on a white page. Listen, I can understand the Bible stories. I knew that Jonah was swallowed by a great fish and that Noah built an ark and floated around for a few days. I couldn't really remember how many days, but I, a few days, and then it landed on dry land in turkey. And then a dove flew out of the window. And, you know, I remember some of that. I remember Moses came down with the Ten Commandments. I remember my children's Bible at home. Mary Magdalene was beautiful in that Bible. Oh, what a beautiful woman she was. I'll just tell you what I remember. I remember the empty tomb, but I couldn't have told you the story of the cross. I knew Jesus was crucified. Listen, I didn't have any doubt about all of those things. But then all of a sudden, God put the pieces together. God started pointing here, started pointing here, started pointing. And all of a sudden, the volume of this book was open to my soul. Why? Because the Spirit of God now indwelt me. And the Spirit of God bore witness with His Spirit. And my spirit bore witness with His Spirit that I was a son of God. And God began to reveal the Word of God to me. Amen. Yes. Listen, not because I was a preacher, but because I was His child. God opens this book. There is a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine God. Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com 17006 Thank you for listening. And we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for all of night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigy child has come home